What's going on, NFL fans? We're back for week four of the NFL season to recap it. I'm here with Connor McCarthy, my co-host. I'm Kevin Haswell. We have exciting news uh, with Goal to Go. Starting in January 18, Goal to Go podcast will now be part of the Pure Sports Network. Pure Sports Network will be a blog with informed decisions and complete analysis uh, launched by me, Kevin Haswell, and Matt Wyrick, who's part of the Visitor's Bullpen podcast, which is actually going to be the Pure Sports Network's MLB flagship podcast. So we're excited. Exciting. It's exciting news, um, and we just wanted to give it to you guys. Uh, but, Connor, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. A lot of competitive games in the NFL this week, and I'm excited to get into it. Yep, definitely. So right off the bat, the Buffalo Bills, definitely surprising some, some people out there. Um, they started the season. They're starting the season three and one, first place in the AFC East. Um, Connor, do you think they can win the NFC or AFC East? Well, winning in, they have a long way to go with that, but I definitely it's been surprising starting with a three and one start after shipping off Watkins and seemingly trying to stockpile on draft picks. Maybe they would tank this year. But Peterman's done a great job, and the Bills ranked 10th in total defense. And over the years, the Bills have had a stingy defense, but it's really come up big for them so far. Also, having LaShawn McCoy in the backfield is always a bonus. He currently leads them in rushing and has the most receptions for the Bills. He's only averaging 3.2 yards a carry, but I think that's largely a product of the eight-man boxes he faces and the team's really emphasizing on him. Tyrod Taylor has played great so far, and without a doubt showing that he – um should be the starter there. He has 100.7 uh, QBR. And I just think they've uh, they've really meshed well together and played well under Peterman. Yeah, so my opinion, I don't, I don't know if they can win this division. It's going to be a tough division. Uh, we'll see if the Patriots' defense can turn it around. Uh, one of the worst defenses in NFL history so far this season. But when you go down the schedule for the Bills, uh, they have to play the Buccaneers, Raiders, and Chiefs out of division. That's going to be tough. But outside of those games, they have a very favorable schedule. They get to play the Dolphins two more times. They get to play the Dolphins in 15, week 15 and week 17. Uh, they get to play the Colts. They get to play the Chargers. And they get to play the Jets again. And next week, they play the Bengals. So playing a lot of favorable matchups. Um, and, and, you know, Tyrod Taylor has been played terrific this year. Only five, He has five touchdowns to only one interception, 100 QB rating. Uh I've, I've been very happy from what I've seen out of him. They need, in order to win this division, they're going to need to get the run game going. LaShawn McCoy is only averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Uh, I think they need to get him more involved, get more carries. And, you know, the one player that has surprised me who's been a key to their success is Charles Clay. He's got 18 catches for 227 yards and two touchdowns, uh, catching the ball 72% of the time, uh, which is a pretty high percentage rate. Uh, so... You know, all around this offense is looking good, and the defense is playing well. Um, I, I like the Bills, but I don't think they can win the division simply off Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. the, the Patriots, I think, at the end of the season, they'll get the t- Bill Belichick and company will get get it figured out, and the, and the Patriots win this division. But uh, very surprising from what I've seen out of the Buffalo Bills. Well, first off, I'd like to correct myself. I did say uh, Peter as the coach. It's actually Sean McDermott, Peterman being uh, the backup quarterback. So let's go into uh, Jordan How- uh, Matthews. I think he needs to start having a bigger role on the field offense. Obviously, put a touchdown pass last week, and Tyrod starting to trust him more. Um, oh, and I've just been told that Matthews actually is out right now. He's, out, he's expected. Surgery. He's actually expected to miss a month with thumb surgery uh, injury that happened this week. Uh, Connor, a little behind the curve on that, but well, I guess I didn't get that update. Wow. Okay. Well, 
So Tyrod Taylor really needs to find another receiver besides Charles Clay is what I'm really trying to get at. Because Charles Clay obviously having a great season, 227 yards, two TDs. But I just I don't see any other really difference makers on the offense uh, from the receiver's standpoint. Yeah, I mean, Andre Holmes is definitely going to have an increased role in the offense now. And uh, I, I heard someone talking about the other day, Tyrod Taylor actually loves to hit his tight ends and his running backs more than his receivers. So you can already see it with Charles Clay, 18 receptions, like I said. And then LaShawn McCoy has 21 receptions this year. So uh, Tyrod Taylor figuring it out with a lesser receiving core than he had last year. Um, but the Bills, great team. Don't know if they can win that division. Yeah, like you said, I mean, he, I mean that division besides the Patriots, though, is very weak. I mean, Miami's looking terrible. Yeah, Miami looks like, like, like I said, you guys were or Connor was questioning me last week when I said the Dolphins were one of the worst teams in the NFL. And they're definitely proving that lately as one of the worst teams in the NFL. I don't know if they're the worst, but they're definitely one of the worst. Like I said, I don't think they're the worst team in the NFL. I do think that offense will come around a little bit, and I think they'll win a few games. I think they have too much talent on that roster. Obviously, the Jets playing above themselves at 2-2 two and two right now, and they will go downhill. They face a really tough schedule coming up. It's almost up. as if Jay Cutler is a plague to teams. Yeah, you know, he last year I... and this year. And, I mean, the teams he plays for always seem to be really bad teams. So. Oh. It's been a couple of years since he's played for a winning team. So, um, yeah, we'll move on. Connor's getting frustrated. So, we'll move on to an, a very frustrating topic for me. Um, I actually write for SB Nation's uh, New York Giants website called uh, Big Blue View. And it's I write the recaps for them. And it's been tough to watch the, the Giants this year. They're 0-4. Uh, definitely playing below expectations. Uh, Coach McAdoo, actually, after the game on Sunday, said he's not surprised that they're 0-4. He's just disappointed. Um, you know, Odell Beckham's injury hurt them early, uh, inefficiencies in the run game and, you know, the defense is on the field more than the offense. So it's tough for the defense so far this year. But, um, Connor, do you think there's any chance that the Giants wouldn't make the playoffs? I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but this is one of the most surprising develops in the NFL to me. I thought the Giants were loaded with talent this year, especially on the defensive side and adding Brandon Marshall this year. I thought it was a great move. Right now, they only have under a 3% chance of making the playoffs. That's what their statistical and um, outlook looks like. But I, they're too talented a team to finish under six wins, I think. I know you're about to tell us about the schedule and everything and how the, faces, the obstacles they face, but... Odell Beckham still looks amazing. Eli's starting to get more comfortable. He's throwing better recent weeks. They put up over 20 points each way. The defense is going to catch up a little bit, I think. I think they're a really talented group. But I, I don't think they have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, see, I, I have a lot to talk on this subject. Um, been covering the Giants this season. So, first, the, the offense looks awful when they're not throwing to Odell Beckham. When they're throwing to Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall's had some big drops over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's definitely been tough for their offense. Paul Perkins has not showed the ability to be able to run the ball. He has a rib injury. He's questionable for this week. Uh, big loss for them is Olivier Vernon. He's questionable to play in week five, one of their best defensive players. So if he's unable to play, that definitely dampers their chances of making the playoffs. And, uh, you know, everyone's been ragging on Eli Manning. But at the end of the day, 70%, almost 69.9% completion percentage, uh, 1,113 yards, six touchdowns to only four interceptions. Uh, the only issue with, I have with Manning this year is he hasn't found the ability to throw the ball down the field. I don't know if it's the receivers. Uh, it, it definitely has to do with Eric Flowers. They, only, they basically only have four offensive linemen there. But uh, Manning has not been able to throw the ball down the field, and I feel like they need to try to stretch the field. I mean, they have 
uh, quick receiver with Sterling Shepard. They have Odell Beckham. They have Evan Ingram, who's basically kind of like what Jimmy Graham was with the Saints. He's more of a receiver than a tight end and uh, definitely a uh, great receiver. So they need to utilize that. But the, the like Connor told you I was going to tell you about, their schedule down the stretch is just brutal. Outside the division, they have to play the Broncos, Seahawks, Rams, Chiefs, and the Raiders, and the Cardinals on the road. So those are six brutal games right there. Um, I just I don't know. They might get their first one. They might get their first win this week though. They're playing the Chargers, who are 0 and 4. I think the Chargers are one of the worst teams in the NFL as well. Um, you can see by the record. And one one player who actually excited me this week with the with the Giants, uh, kind of a bright spot, 23 year old Wayne Gallman out of Clemson. Uh, this year he has 11 carries, 42 yards, averaging 3.8 yards per carry, which is actually more uh, than the Giants are averaging. You know, Paul Perkins is only averaging um, 1.9 yard per attempt, so uh, not too great there. Uh, the one player I have seen improvement out of is Orleans Darkwa. Uh, I think they need to get him the ball a little bit more. But uh, I, I think people need to relax with uh, blaming the, the Giants' defense for this 0-4 start. You know, the offense uh, started out this weekend's game with two straight three and outs. Uh, the Buccaneers did score on their first pos- or the second possession. Uh, that's just simply off the defense is spending way too much time on the field. It's tough to play defense. And, you know, mental lapses like the O.J. Howard 58-yard touchdown are going to happen when you're out in the field way too long. Um, Connor, what do you think? You know, one thing that's really concerned me with the Giants is we all know that coming into the season, the Giants' defense was supposed to be a thing that was really supposed to anchor them. But right now they're just not making many big plays. Uh, they only have created two fumbles. They have zero interceptions on the season. The team that has Landon Collins and Dominic Rogers Kamari, Janoris Jenkins, players like that, like you would expect there to be more picks and more chaos in the backfield. And that's just not happening right now. And we thought with the offense struggling in the beginning, it would be okay because that defense would step up and they're just not seemingly being able to do it right now. They're not carrying the team. But um, one player that has impressed me in the Giants so far has been Sterling Shepard. He has um, improved from last season. He currently leads the team in receptions and yards. He has 21 receptions. Odell has 20. And I, I think that he's a player that needs to keep uh, having a good year so that the pressure can come off Odell because Brandon Marshall certainly isn't getting it done. So we'll see where they go from here. I still think they're above a five-win team. But it's really tough to start in the zone four hole. Yeah, it's uh, interesting you say that because – Brandon Marshall actually has been better over the last two weeks. Uh, 14 catches in the last two games. Definitely showing he can be a little presence in that offense. But like I said, they're not getting the ball downfield. It's hard, it's hard to score when you're not getting the ball downfield. There was only The only quick glimpse I've gotten them of them throwing the ball down the field was against the Eagles where they threw it to Odell Beckham two straight times for touchdowns. But outside of that, they need, they need to get, like Connor said, they need to get Sterling Shepard more involved. Um, and Brandon Marshall, they need to figure it out. Uh, Evan Ingram has been... Terrific this year, though, with um, 19 catches for 200 yards, averaging 10.5 yards per catch and a touchdown. Uh, I've liked what I've seen out of him, but uh, they, they definitely need to spread the field, and they're not going to win many games until they do that. I was going to say, um, I didn't mention uh, Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram is actually a tremendous talent. I was told by a lot of people going in the draft that Evan Ingram was crazy, and it was a steal that the Giants got him there. He could be one of the purest route runners in the draft from the tight end position. He obviously has great speed, and that's the one they can really develop off of. And we've seen some of the great tight ends in the NFC East, such as um, Jordan Reed, Jason Witten, and, and uh, I can't say his name from Philadelphia right now. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, thank you. And... 
the Giants really were lacking in the tight end position, but I think he's a great pickup, and he'll fill that hole for years to come. Yeah, the only issue with Evan Ingram is not really a great run blocker. So when they put him out in the field, uh, the, the Giants' offense is kind of giving away that they're passing the ball because if he's out wide, then they're not going to have him and Rhett Ellison on the same play. They brought in Rhett Ellison this offseason uh, simply to be a, a run blocker, and you, you can kind of tell when they put Rhett Ellison in the line, they're going to try and run the ball, whereas if they have Ingram out there, they're going to try to throw the ball. So um, Ingram needs to improve in his, his run blocking, but, uh, he, yeah, he's definitely a great talent. But that's enough Giants for one day, enough losing for one day. Let's go to a team that's actually uh, bright, and let's look at the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson, what are your impressions? Uh, well, I'm going to say when uh, Watson's first game against the Bengals, I thought he looked completely lost, and I thought he needed time to develop to the NFL game. I know he had that one big run for a touchdown, and I thought it was going to take a while for this Texans offense to really get accustomed to him. But I, I've been wrong. Over the past two weeks, he's looked tremendous. I mean, he went into Foxborough and took it to the Patriots, who have, haven't been a great defense. But then he destroyed, putting up over 50 points against the Titans. Uh, that's that's really impressive for a, such a young uh, quarterback such as him. I think he had five total touchdowns, four throwing, one rushing. Yep. And he just looked tremendous. He's really getting DeAndre Hopkins the ball, which is very important. We saw last year what happened when they couldn't get him the ball. The offense looked terrible. And Lamar Miller has finally got running room to do some things, and he's looking better. Deontay Foreman's capable backup. They have plenty of offensive weapons. Will Fuller came back from injury and caught two touchdowns. I, I like this Texans team because we all knew the defense was great, but the offense has really been stepping up under Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson has definitely impressed me this year. Seven touchdowns to four interceptions, uh, 91.7 quarterback rating, 2-1 uh, and one as a starter, He's definitely impressed me, and, and this week, you know, 25 for 34, 73% completion percentage, 283 yards, like Connor said, five total touchdowns, four passing, one rushing. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think, with this Texans defense being one of the de best defenses in the NFL, maybe the best defense in the NFL, um, it, it's exciting because, you know, they really only needed an average quarterback to be a playoff contender, and Watson's playing like more than an average quarterback. Oh, I mean, like you said, I mean, the NFL has always talked about this. Even me and my friends at home have talked about this during the J.J. Watt era. What if the Texans have a good quarterback? What if they had an average quarterback, which is what they tried with Brock Osweiler last year, and it didn't work out at all. But then they go in, and they might have found a potential gem in Watson. Obviously, this is the most production the offense has gotten probably a couple years for the Texans. And I think that this is someone they can really build around. If that defense continues to play like it has, and J.J. Watt starts getting sacks, and he starts getting hot, I this team can go possibly all the way. I know that's a long way away and everything. They have a lot of time, and people will adjust to Sean Watson. But if he continues this level of play, there's no reason I don't see the Texans making a deep playoff run. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, we When you really think about the NFL draft last year, uh, he went to the Texans later in the first round. But there were definitely some teams that could have had him at quarterback and probably wish they would have drafted him. One with the Browns, you know, with what they're seeing at Sean Kaiser, uh, not really seeing a franchise guy there. So definitely would have been better for the Browns to go with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's definitely showing. Uh, he, he's, he's really showing that Dabo Sweeney wasn't lying when Dabo Sweeney said that you're going to get a winner, you're going to get a great quarterback because, you know, all he's done is come in and win and play great quarterback for the Texans. So um, Texans are going to be a very scary team down the stretch if Deshaun Watson can keep up his play. And I really like how he's mending with uh, DeAndre Hopkins.
It's interesting you said that just because, I mean, a couple of the quarterbacks that were taken ahead of them, Trubisky and uh, Patrick Mahomes, it'll be interesting in their career to see how they develop and see which quarterback really comes out on top. And honestly, I see tremendous talent in all three of these quarterbacks. I think Trubisky is going to be great. He's going to start next week. We will see what happens. Uh, Mahomes is developing under Alex Smith. He's having a career, which I think will only help in his development because he already has a crazy arm talent. And he just needs the mental game to come along, and that's great under Coach uh, Andy Reid. So it'll be interesting, but Sean Watson obviously off to a fast start and a head start on those two quarterbacks. Yeah, there's two other storylines with both of the quarterbacks you just talked about. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was actually announced this week. He will be the Bears starter for their Week 5 matchup. Um, So that will definitely be exciting to see how he will play in his first game as a rookie. Um, And then you go over to the other side, Pat Mahomes. They bring him in. And, you know, it almost lights a fire under Alex Smith, uh, playing like an MVP caliber caliber player so far this season. So um, two great storylines, but Deshaun Watson definitely has outshined both of them so far, considering Mahomes and Trubisky haven't seen the field. On to our next topic, the Denver Broncos. uh, A couple years back, had one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, was kind of an anemic quarterback, but they still walked waltzed right into the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning at quarterback, uh, simply off their defense. This year, some of the same, different quarterback, um, but same type of defense, one of the best in the NFL. And Trevor Simeon, a lot of question marks there. But, Connor, let me pose this question. Do you think the Broncos' defense is good enough to take them to the Super Bowl? Oh, I do think they are. This is an incredible defense, obviously. The main thing that makes me think they're Super Bowl ready again is they're currently first in rush defense in the NFL, something that they wanted to improve on from last season when they were more at the bottom half of the league. We all know about the no-fly zone that keeps lead Bradley Roby and Chris Harris Jr., which is insane they have those three on their team. Those are great cornerbacks, every one of them. And they got rid of uh, their safety this year, uh, but I don't think it's shown that much uh, so far. And I think that Von Miller's having another great season, and I think that their line is just getting to the quarterback in general. And the thing is, their offense is playing better than what people might have expected. Simeon has played pretty well. He has an 89 QBR with seven TDs to four picks. And the run game has gotten pretty well with Jamal Charles and um, C.J. Anderson. And I just think the Broncos' defense is good enough just to carry them past almost any team in this league right now. Yeah, you know, you talk about the defense and how great they've been. Uh the rushing defense is, is the best in the NFL so far this year. Uh, and yards allowed rushing, uh, touchdowns, and yards per attempt. They are first in the NFL, um, only averaging a little over 50 yards per game rushing. Uh, so that's very exciting. Trevor Simeon has been good enough for them um, as so far, but I think he needs to improve a little bit. Seven touchdowns and four interceptions, uh, 62.7 completion percentage, 888 yards. Um, but 3-1 and one is... A, as a quarterback, so I mean, you, and then you, and you dive into the quarterback rating, eighty nine, uh, not bad. So uh, Trevor Simeon kind of needs to hold down the fort. Um, he he can't really win them games, but he can lose them games. That defense is going to be the side of the ball that wins. But they're going to need to uh, stay consistent in the run game. You know, like Connor just talked about, Jamal Charles has been impressive this year, averaging five point three yards per carry on one hundred and seventy five yards rushing. Uh, and then C.J. Anderson, great as usual, 330 yards rushing, 4.5 yards per carry. So those two guys in the backfield uh, definitely uh, helping this Broncos offense and uh, helping Trevor Simeon as a quarterback. 
And like you said, the year that Peyton won the Super Bowl, 2015 with Denver and their incredible defense, Peyton had, I, it was a terrible year. He was a well below average quarterback. He threw nine TDs to 17 picks in his final year and uh, nine starts. So Simeon's obviously an improvement over that, and Peyton didn't have the arm strength that he once did, and Simeon's able to stretch the field. He obviously has really good uh, wide receivers in Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. A.J. Derby, their tight end, made an incredible catch this past week and maybe the catch of the year so far. So I, I think that the offense is good enough to – uh, just complement this defense. And with a defense like that, you just need an average to slightly above average offense to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, it's kind of what we talked about earlier with the uh, Texans defense being terrific. They just kind of need that average quarterback. Uh, the Broncos la- or a couple years ago when they had Peyton Manning, all he had to be was basically average. He, he like Connor said, didn't really have the ability to throw the ball down the field, but he made the easy throws. Yeah, He got just enough points where that defense could win them the game. And that's how Trevor Simeon needs to play. I mean, he can be above-average quarterback. I've seen it out of him. But, um, yeah, all they need is an average quarterback, and I think Trevor Simeon can get them to the Super Bowl. I mean, I was, I, I'm a personal, I'm a huge fan of John Elway as a GM. and I think he built a great roster and everything, and the way he's dealt with quarterbacks in the past. I mean, he brought Peyton Manning over when they had Tim Tebow, who a lot of fans loved. And then they shipped off Brock Eisweiler. They didn't even make him an offer when the Texans went out and gave him millions. People thought that was a ridiculous move. But it, you see it's paying off in the long run. He still has Paxton Lynch. We don't know what's going on with him. We never hear about him anymore because Simeon's played pretty well. So I think Elway knows what he's doing. I think Co- Coach Kubiak is uh, pretty good. And I think that they'll figure out this offense and play which player is best. And I think overall the Broncos are just a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So not to overstep my ground, but the reason we haven't heard about Paxton Lynch other than that he's not the starter is because he does have a shoulder injury. He's dealing with a shoulder injury, and there's no timetable for his return currently. Um, So they have a different backup quarterback right now. It's not Paxton Lynch. Um, Not sure who that is, but uh, just wanted to correct you without being disrespectful, Connor. So on to our last topic of the day. Uh, The Green Bay Packers sit at – or. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers sit three and one. Uh, so did the Detroit Lions, and then the the Vikings are there at two and two. Um, Connor, who do you got winning the NFC North at at season's end? The easy pick would be the uh, Packers, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Lions this year. I like what I've seen out of Stafford. I think he's an elite quarterback. Uh, he still has that clutchy gene where he just pulls it out. But at the end of the game, fourth quarter, fourth quarter magic, he just does something incredible. I like what I saw out of Amir Abdul last uh, last game against the Vikings. He had one of his best games of his career. Definitely the most complete. He had the most touches in a single game in his career. He has 257 rushing yards. He's averaging just under four yards carry at 3.9. So I think that run game is essential for their success, and I think it'll be continue uh, going forward. Darius Slay, Glover Quinn making plays in the secondary for Detroit. I think they have a capable defense, and I think this team has a legitimate shot in the North. I think the Packers are a little too weak in the secondary. I think they've given up big plays in defense, and I think I think Rodgers is uh, not good enough just to carry this team to another deep playoff run or even another NFC North uh, title. So before you go off and, and, and roast the, the Green Bay Packers secondary, they're actually fifth in the NFL um, in passing def- defense this year in yards. So not quite a bad secondary. They've been playing well this year. Um, only allowing, let's see, they, well, forget that, but they're still fifth in the NFL in passing, passing yards for, uh, against, fourth in passing touchdowns against, um, 
the Packers secondary has been better than Connor's making them out to be. Then you look at the offense, you know, Aaron Rodgers, best NFL or best quarterback in the NFL, um, with ten touchdowns, leads the NFL, three interceptions, sixty six point nine completion percentage, uh hundred pass hundred point seven passer rating or QB rating. Um, he's been great, but they, they the one the one way that the Packers could win the win the division this year is if they improve in the run game. Um, they are currently 19th in the NFL uh, or 25th in the NFL in yards per attempt rushing, uh, 28th in yards. Uh, they definitely need to figure out the run game with Ty Montgomery, maybe get him more involved or find a, a better back because um, he's only averaging 3.3 yards per carry this year. So uh, Aaron Rodgers needs some help in the run game, but Jordy Nelson back to uh, MV or back to Elite receiver form with 17 catches for 206 yards and five touchdowns, uh, catching 70.8% of the balls thrown to him. And Randall Cobb has been really good too. You know, people have kind of been uh, hating on him the last couple of years, but he's 19 catches for 189 yards and catching 73% of passes. So this Giants offense looks really good, and I like the addition of Martellus Bennett this offseason. Definitely gives them a, a threat at tight end that they didn't have before. Um, he, he's much better than Richard Rodgers. So uh, I, I like the Packers, and I think uh, down the stretch they have a pretty favorable schedule. They play uh, the Saints, Bears, uh, Vikings, and Browns, who are all either at 500 or below. Um, but uh, they'll definitely have a test this week. They We'll talk about this later, but they go on the road to play the Cowboys this week. So, But I, I like the Packers. I think, I think they got this division. Let's go back to this defense secondary a little bit. So let's talk about who they just played. The Seahawks in week one were under tremendous pressure, and Russell Wilson did not look comfortable at all. I watched that game. He didn't look comfortable. They played the Falcons, gave up 34 points. They played the Bengals, who Andy Dalton, who's pretty struggled this year. I know he's played a little bit better recently. He didn't play well. He still put up 24 points against the Packers. And then they played the Bears with Mike Lennon, who is absolutely horrific. So I still think that secondary isn't one of the better uh, units on the field. So I think that they will go towards the mean. Connor, That's just my perspective. Connor, yes. you can't punish them for, I for can who punish they play. I can punish considering, them because Considering the first two teams they played were the Seahawks and the Falcons, you can't punish them for, oh, you know, the Seahawks had a lot of pressure. Well, uh, at the end of the day, oh, like. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, I can't pressure. Yeah. I can put it, I can put it on there. I'm talking about the secondary unit as a whole. I'm not talking about pressure they put on the Seahawks in the first game with Mike Daniels and everything. I'm talking about their overall perspective of who they played. We'll see what happens later in the season. We don't know yet, but I don't think they're one of the better units. That's my personal opinion. We'll see what happens. That's all I'm trying to say. Connor, do you think the Vikings can win this division? Could you make a case for the Vikings to win you this division? You could make a case for the Vikings to win, especially if Sam Bradford comes back and plays like he did that first game. Because that defense is already good, as we know. I think it's the best defense overall in the division. Obviously, Bradford isn't the best quarterback in the division. He's probably third right now. We don't know how Trubisky's going to play. But I think their offense is competent. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen have been great this season. And I think the Vikings have a legitimate shot. But I, I still put Lions and Packers above them as a shot of winning the division. Yeah, definitely be a division to watch down the stretch, uh, the Lions, Packers, and Vikings. I mean, even with the Bears, they're only sitting at 1-3. Mitchell Trubisky, we don't know what we've seen out of him, but that, that Bears defense has looked pretty good so far. So it'll be interesting to watch them down the stretch too. I think this will be one of the best divisions in football down the stretch. Um, but we'll have to see. So we will move on to our uh, predictions this week. We actually tallied up the week three and four totals, and Connor, me and Connor both went three and two, 
in week three. Um, in week four, Connor struggled, losing four out of five games, going one and four. That's another And I went three and two, so I'm sitting at six and four overall, and Connor sitting at four and six. Uh, we already picked out our five games for this week, and the first one is Thursday night football. Surprising, considering Thursday night footballs have been garbage games in the past. We actually have a good one this week. Pats go on the road to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Connor, who do you have? I have the, uh, the Pats this week. I don't think they uh, lose back-to-back games. Yeah, see, I, I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go with the Bucs. Uh, a non-biased pick here. They're going against uh, the Patriots secondary and defense, which is one of the worst in the NFL in NFL history. And I think with Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson, they spread the field. Uh, Jameis has a huge game, and the Bucs get their third win of the year, uh, move to 3-1. and one. Our second pick is our second prediction will be on the Panthers-Lions game. Uh, Panthers 3-1 and one, go on the road to play the 3-1 and one Lions. Should be a good game. Connor, who do you got? I'm going to go with the Lions. I think Cam Newton is still a little rusty. I know he just played the Patriots defense and they made him look good. Like They've made every quarterback look good this year, so I'm going to go with the Lions. Yep, I am going with the Lions as well. I think the Lions are just a better team than the Panthers. I think the Panthers took advantage of a bad Patriots team last week. Uh, they should be 2-2, two and two. Uh, so I got the Lions. Uh, the next game, Seahawks, Rams, big game for the NFC West division. And uh, Connor, who do you got? Um, let me go with the Rams. The Rams are playing at home. These have always been great bouts in the division. I think McVay can make a real big statement going 4-1 and one right now. I think that would be huge. The Seahawks aren't playing their best ball. I know their offense came around in the second half against the Colts, but I'm going to go with the Rams right now. Yeah, it's hard to pick against the Seahawks. And uh, despite everyone jumping on the Rams bandwagon, I'm not quite there yet. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Should be a good game. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, it, it definitely will come. It will definitely be a big game uh, to decide the NFC West down the stretch. Uh, next, the fourth of the five games we are picking today is uh, definitely a Fox game of the day, four, at 4 o'clock on Sunday. The Packers go on the road to Jerry's World to play the Cowboys. Connor, who you got? It's definitely going to be a huge game. It's a playoff rematch. And I originally was going to go with the Packers, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys right now. I just think that they're going to show up and they're not going to be embarrassed at uh, Jerry's World, like you said. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that pick. I like the Cowboys. I think they get the run game figured out a little bit better this week, uh, get the ball to Zeke, take advantage of that Packers defense a little bit. And then, you know, I think Dak Prescott, you know, Connor talked about how he doesn't think the Packers secondary is, is good. Um, I did argue against him, but I think – Dak Prescott exposes them a little bit. I got the Cowboys. And the final game, uh, definitely, there's so many good games this week in the NFL, so I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, this one might be the most exciting. Chiefs go on the road to Houston to play the Texans. Deshaun Watson versus Alex Smith should be a game, good game. Connor, who do you got? Well, I picked against Deshaun Watson before, and I'm going to keep on that. I'm going to pick the Chiefs this week. I think they're the best team in the NFL right now, and I think Andy Reid finds ways to disrupt Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Um, I think they're just too overpowering. Kareem Hunt has proven that he is one of the best running backs in the NFL this year. Um, so that's definitely um, going to be a good game, but I'm excited. So that wraps up this week's episode of Goal to Go. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio and follow us on Twitter at Goal to Go Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.